All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are literally officially three days away from WrestleMania itself, but we are in the heat of WrestleMania weekend. This is the Big Gold Belt Podcast. The host here, Two Chains. I'm here with uh, the good fellas, Hill Will and Silly Sellers. What's up, guys? What's what up, going what on? Up? <laughs> hey, don't be scared to talk to me. <laughs> Uh, Jamal's doing his thing, traveling as usual, as he always is. So, um, 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 safe travels to our guy. He'll be back, uh, hopefully next week, I believe. But, um, yeah, like I said, we're in the heat of WrestleMania weekend where, um, tons of wrestling has already started. A lot of good stuff yesterday. Um, as, as we record, um, some events are going on now. It's just so much wrestling, impossible to really watch it all. Um, you can't watch it all because obviously things are conflicting with each other and you just, you know, got to go back and I guess, you know, so we can get into it this weekend. I mean, right now, as we know, at the end of the conclusion of WrestleMania weekend, it's always about the who stole the weekend, what match, what was the rumors, what big news, et cetera, et cetera. What do you guys actually think will be, um, just going off the top, what do you think will be, um, some, We'll say breaking news come the end of uh, come come Wednesday, shall we say? Since we still got Raw and SmackDown Monday and Tuesday, what what big oh, news do you think we're gonna have? Oh man, see if you throw Raw and SmackDown into it, that's like a whole nother ball of wax. <laughs> exactly. I'm, I'm just trying to get through the weekend at this point. <laughs> I ain't even thinking about like I mean, we got eight hours or so of WrestleMania on Sunday. It's like <laughs> whatever's gonna happen after that. I might I might be a comatose bowl of jelly by that point (laughs) after everything before then um you know i am not sure there is a lot of things that i think have a lot of potential to be awesome a lot of things i think have potential to uh steal the show on different shows out there and stuff Mm -hmm. um I'll, i'll i'll go with this i'm gonna throw this out there first not necessarily the top of uh top of the card or anything, but something that I was thinking about earlier this week that I think has potential to possibly steal the show. If one of the parties involved is motivated to do it, that Randy Orton and AJ Styles match is Ooh. really standing out there to me. I as would something agree. That might sneak up on some people. I, just, I just, just an idea. I would definitely agree. Cause based on what I was, when I watched the opening of SmackDown and I just saw it, it was a simple, but very effective segment. And I was texting a couple of people, even text Dr. M. I was like, this show is going to open to WrestleMania. And I think that would be a perfect, perfect match to open WrestleMania because you have two guys that are well known. You have a pop side for, of course, AJ Styles. And you always got a good, you know, beat a mixed reaction when it comes to Randy Orton. And I think that could set the tone for the whole mania that if that match went on first based on what happened on Tuesday, I would not be, you know, mad if that was first because it really brought my attention to it. Like, I'm looking forward to that match. I would agree with yeah, I think the, the the big question for me is it, it really comes down to Randall Orton, I think, more than anything else. When Randy's motivated, he can really, like, you know, get out of that second gear and really, like, go into turbo mode for WrestleMania. It could be pretty darn, pretty darn exciting. He's in there with AJ Styles. So, obviously, I mean, that there, there's no question there. We know AJ's going to bring it. It's really just a matter, I think, of what Randy's going to do. Now, if nothing else, I figure... This match is going to have a crazy, unique RKO spot, probably reminiscent of Seth Rollins and uh, Randy years ago in uh, San Francisco when they had WrestleMania there. Um, I just hope it's more than that because I think these two, like with 15 minutes, they could they could possibly tear the house down. 
And exactly. I think it might it might really sneak up some on some people. So I'm hoping it's more than just one big memorable spot and more of like a complete match where they really go to it. Because Lord knows Randy Orton likes to rest on his laurels and likes to get by on just being smooth as silk and just not having to do a whole heck of a lot. So I'm hoping WrestleMania against AJ Styles will get him to, to, to put in some extra effort and really raise the bar than he has been in a long time. You make good points. On my side, I would think the thing to look forward to Wednesday is not about the call-ups that could possibly go. It's not about the people that's going to leave or the rumors that will leave Mania um, or leave wrestling or, excuse me, leave WWE after Mm. WrestleMania. But I think the biggest thing was, did storylines built in the last three months, did it fill to its capacity? And when I was listening to a lot of other shows about, you know, what could have been or what could have done on past WrestleManias, um, you think about this Kofi Kingston storyline, you think about the Becky Lynch, Charlotte, Ronda storyline. But by the time this is all said and done, is it going to leave a taste in your mouth where something else should have been to finish or more Mm. could have been done? And I think this is a perfect opportunity where you can finally use WrestleMania as a closing chapter of a long storyline that filled to its right finish. Um, and I just want to hope WWE takes advantage of that because you got a lot of emotional well, storylines that can pull through and finish right now. So a, a lot of that I don't really agree with. Like I feel like WrestleMania typically is the ending of storylines, and um, and I think this year more or less than ever since they don't have this automatic re uh, I'm about to say refund R- rematch, rematch. rematch clause <laughs> um, that they just. Um, it, it, you know, come Mondays to reset, you know, but I'm, I'm going to say quickly, um, as far as what I think is going to happen this weekend, obviously I think the match that's going to steal the entire weekend will be Walter and Pete Dunn without a doubt. <laughs> um, but I do think that, um, I think that with so much wrestling going on, I'm pretty sure that impact ROH, obviously, uh, triple H, and AEW are all going to be really highly scouting. It'd be interesting to see who performs this week, lands them a contract. So I'm very curious to see by Monday um, some of these quote unquote free agents who are who signed because of what they've done, and then to be able to take a uh, then to be able to take a, um, a look back to see what they've done this weekend um, that ultimately got them the contract. So. And we we've seen the, we've seen this pattern in the past, typically by WWE, but now that you know the the landscape is definitely totally different now with you know everyone declaring free agency as because everyone's doing these exclusive contracts. Because to see who puts on a performance so much that it, that it tweaks the eyes of people and it says, hey, you know, we need to sign this, sign them. And also the other thing is too. I mean, I guess we can almost confirm for sure, for sure now that Dean Ambrose is done, done. Um, It'll be curious to see what happens to him come Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I'm not assuming it until I see him really gone. Just because right. he was, just because he was in the building today for blood sport, I'm not gonna assume he's necessarily totally out of there. I didn't know um, that. Yeah, he he was hit. Well, he, and he was with William Regal. Him and William Regal were in the balcony at blood sport today. So as yeah. as you're talking about people being scouted and people having eyes on people, yes, William Regal was in attendance at Josh Barnett's blood sport this afternoon. Mm. There's a lot of pictures of it. And Dean Ambrose was with him. They were it, hanging out in the balcony, watching the show. So they are out and about with their eyes on people and seeing what is going on. Um, and well, good, I, good I, for I, Josh Barnett. Cause he just also got a contract too, going back to Bellator. Yep. So, you know, everybody's a, a fighter in the game now. Everybody's like, hey, you know, he created buzz. And I'm, you know, again, I'll say it all the time that the, the three combat sports are always looking around at each other. And I'm pretty sure with him hosting this event and the and the and the buzz that he created, Bellator is always looking to try to pick up who's available. I was laughing today because <laughs> Chael Son is getting ready to headline another another pay-per-view for them against Leota Machida. And I'm just like Dude, how old are these guys? Like, how are they just going to keep doing this? But Bellator, it's, it's the UFC, Bellator is the UFC seniors division. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but more or just, less. 
Let me ask you this too, James, though. Based on what you said about the free agency thing, it's an interesting point you brought that up. But don't you think AEW might have the advantage with that? Because if you think about in recent past, and I know you even saw, you know, some of this when we was in WrestleMania New Orleans when you went to, um, I forgot, was it the Fan Fest? And you saw some of the quote-unquote free agents at that time having their trial matches. During that time, and speaking to Keith Lee, who you saw there right before he got signed. But well, when these guys, well, oh, go ahead. Well, you mean access? Are you talking access? Yes. Access, yeah. Te- yes. Technically, those guys were signed, or they okay. if they weren't signed, they were pending upon, um, upon the completion of their independent dates. But they are, you know, they're they are they were on a one way track to WWE, which I would just say, which I firmly believe that's the same thing that's going to happen with Shane Strickland here, who's also saying, yep. "Hey, he's done. He's finishing up his dates." And he's on his way somewhere. If it ain't AEW making the announcement for him, then it obviously must mean he's going to uh, down in where he lives, actually. He's not even going to where. He's going to be in, uh, in Florida. So you can uh, step over to that performance center and further his career. So I'm just, I'm just thinking AEW might get a better advantage because if they can put a bigger boom for that show that's coming up on Memorial Day weekend, um, would that advertise more of these free agents to try to sign that route? Instead of going to that training to NXT where they might not even debut into June on on TV or on the network when it airs. No, because I mean, at the point at this point, you got to think about it. If you were a wrestler and you was trying to get signed, matter of fact, AEW people are doing it. They're completing all their independent dates before Mm -hmm. they report in May. And, you know, at this point now, they're just cruising to their big show. But. So with, you know, if you got obligations and, you know, especially depending on some of the promoters and cities or whatever it may be that has, you know, gave you tons of opportunity, you want to, you know, still be in good graces to say, let me just finish this out and then, you know, I'll get there. And also money is money. You know what I mean? And also considering that you can now market your tour as my last indie dates before whatever, it also raises your, it may raise your, uh, your, your fee. So you know, I don't think I don't think not reporting immediately puts you at a disadvantage. I think it's just one of those things when it happens, you know, when you're when you're done, you're done. And then you mm-hmm. get in there, you probably hit your physical and then, you you know, that's that. When the opportunity presents itself, it presents itself. And when it's, when it's time to go, it's time to go is yeah. what it comes down to in my mind. Um, I think AEW at this point. The impression I get is that double or nothing is pretty much locked in as far as what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. Maybe they would add in maybe one more person if someone came available. Like if Dean Ambrose becomes available, I could see them trying to get him in there if he's available. But outside of that, I mean, the top of that card is pretty much locked in. Yeah. So I think they're more in the mode now of looking at what are we going to do after that? Because they got that card sold out. They just got to worry about selling pay-per-views now is all. But the live show is sold out. I think the bigger concern for them is locking in, okay, uh, once we get past Memorial Day weekend, what are we doing after our show in July? What are we doing in August? What are we doing it all into in September? I think they're very much looking past onward into that time period now. Yeah. Now, as far as WWE goes at the same time, and we had the rumors drop uh, yesterday that the Uso penitentiary is locked in yep. and exactly. they're not going anywhere. So there, you know, a lot of people's names are coming up. And I, I think it's interesting how, you know, when originally names like Dean Ambrose and the Usos were said, they were said in that way where people were like, oh, they're leaving. They're definitely <laughs> leaving. And right mm-hmm. away now, no, no, the Usos are staying. They're not yep. going anywhere. Yep. And I, st- and I, we still don't know about Dean Ambrose, but I still just go back to my gut feeling is that WWE would not be talking publicly on TV about Dean Ambrose leaving if he was really leaving. That's right. just, I, I got to still stick with that regardless of what's going on. I think they got something planned for after mania with him, but this whole idea that everyone's going to, the contract's going to run out and they're going to leave not necessarily the case as we're seeing this week with the Usos. So yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting the next couple months and what comes out of Mania and what you know if they move more people up or not. Because y'all remember they moved all those NXT folks up in January mm-hmm. and they're not locked in on a show yet. So I think the main nope. thing that's gonna happen after Mania is they'll lock in your ricochets, your Alistair Black. Johnny Gargano, you know, whatever they're going to do with these guys, Lacey Evans, they'll lock them into whatever show they're going to be in. They'll, of course, shake up the roster like they always do. So that'll, we'll kind of get our new rosters for Raw and SmackDown for the immediate future. And then we'll go from there. And 
whether they make more NXT calls. I don't know really if they necessarily need to, maybe one or two, but they've made so many recently. I mean, what do you, would there even be any impact to calling much of anybody up from NXT right now when you already mm-hmm. have like Ricochet and Alistair and Gargano, I think is going to be coming up. It's, you know, that they, they, they've really kind of played that card already. They jumped the gun on it. Yeah, it's, it, there's a lot. I, there's a lot I got to say about that. Be, before before we go to that, I just want to ask you, throw a quick question out there. Um, do, do you think, speaking about WWE, do you think that considering that we're, th- we're three days away from WrestleMania, do you think they, of all the storylines that was, um, that all got us to this point, do you, would you would you guys think that they have like firmly built it up enough, and you know, or, or basically uh, have they tied all of all of the loose ends of SmackDown Raw this weekend, leading into um, WrestleMania? No, Sunday? no, half the matches they have, and half the matches they haven't. It's like because they put so heavily in, let's say, their top three or four matches within WWE, but there's so many other matches on the what could possibly be an eight-hour total show, including the pre-show, where it's not going to be fluid because it's like, okay, we're doing these matches, but there's no story built to it. Um, so it's like a hit and miss, but it depends on how those things end up on Sunday, and, this, and you just never know how that will happen. Yeah, what I will say is this year's WrestleMania is very reminiscent of how they used to do WrestleMania in the 80s. Way back then, on those early WrestleManias, you had maybe three or four matches on top that all the focus went to, and the rest of the card was pretty much just, we're throwing matches out here. They, they really didn't spend a lot of time focusing on everything else. You'd have like your big main events that got all the TV time, that got all the focus, and everything else was just kind of, ah, here, here, here's everyone else you like, and they're, and they're doing something. But it was by no means everybody was in a feud, everyone was in a deeply involved storyline or anything. And this year, it's all about the, the three ladies in the main event, it's about Kofi and Brian. It's about Seth and Brock Lesnar. You got Batista and Triple H. Those are really the marquee top matches on the show that have gotten the TV time and the push behind them. And I don't personally, I don't think that's a bad formula. I think it's really you focus on your biggest draws and everything else is kind of like, yeah, all your other favorites are going to be here too. But <laughs> if you're if you're gonna have a card with 16, 17 matches. You, you, you can't make them all important. There's no way. Some of them just have to be matches for the sake of matches if you're having that many people on the show. I mean, what, what are you going to do with the Revival and uh, Hawkins and Ryder? You know? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> they didn't even announce that. It's not even been technically announced. People are just seeing signs for it at Access that it's happening. <laughs> so that's how low on the totem pole that match is, and that's the Raw Tag Team titles. <laughs> Yeah, I have to agree with a lot of that. I do not think that I do not think that they the formula is different. A lot of the a lot of everything is different, which I want to get back to the point you made a minute ago. But I do think a lot of the, the formula was different this season, the WrestleMania and concluding going into Raw SmackDown this this uh, week. Um, they just went about it different. They focus on the big things and everything else just fell into play, I guess. And that's good. You know, it it it. it like you said, if it's not if it's not the ones that's putting butts in seats, okay. If it's not the selling factor, if it's not your part of your promotional stuff, then okay, let so be it. Um, it's but but speaking of like I said, things are, are different. Like I I, I feel kind of I ain't gonna say cringeworthy, but like when I hear the word call up now, I just feel like that's just a thing oh, of the agreed. past. Now agreed. I just feel like now call up, shake up, shake, shake up, whatever. It's all different now. It's just I like. Agree. Lesser Bliss was on SmackDown. Boom. Whoever was on Raw. Whoever Loney, uh, 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 only Larkin was on 205 Live, which I know he was for a few times already. But I think now it's just, you know, if they can just put somebody on the roster and it, it, it kind of make it, it fits the mold that it makes sense, then they should do it. I mean, Ricochet and Aleister Black, they, they, they did this new formula of just putting them out there. And I think it superly got them over for the people they announced and said, well, here's EC3. He's coming soon. It uh, didn't quite work for that guy. Right. <laughs> oh, it has not worked old, for him at the all. The old school, the old school way. So, um, I just, I just wouldn't be surprised if we just seen people just appearing and just appearing in different places. So, um. It-
Just be curious to see if a lot more of that happens come Monday and Tuesday. Just people just appear here and somebody's moved there, somebody's working both shows, whatever. I don't think they should form- formulate it as to this is the new signee for SmackDown. I think it should just be like, oh, look who appeared on SmackDown. You know, like let us, let us, let us just, you know, uh, let them just work freely, sort of say. Let everybody get like more or less the John Cena, the John Cena clothes and just do as they please. So I don't know. I just feel like that's worked better. I, I just think, you know, just if, if they want to be some do something simple, like if we try to link sometimes professional sports with WWE, which sometimes it tries to be sports, sometimes, sometimes it tries to be entertainment. Just do a yearly draft the Monday after WrestleMania where you have your SmackDown choices, you have your Raw choices, and you built it over two days. Um, and, and I think that would be something perfect because the way they did these last quote-unquote call-ups, as you mentioned, it was terrible. Like, EC3, like, for him to get all these vignettes and called up and him, basically nothing's going on. And the fortunate incidents that's going on with Lars Sullivan, it's it, it, it just like it builds up all this hype, and then when nothing comes of it, it's so disappointing and they just get washed under the rug. And I don't think that's what's hurting the product between NXT and, and WWE as far as their call-ups. Just like you said, just say whatever show they're going to be on and build them on that show and, and just go from there. Because to me, it just makes it, you know, an unclear situation of what the plan is when they even come up anyway. But see, again, that's the thing. They came up. They, got, they said all these new people are going to come up. They don't know what brand they're going to be on. Um. And, you know, initially they said Heavy Machinery was the signees to Raw. And I just feel like when you do that, I mean, that's just the old school way. And does it work? I mean, it didn't work this time. But when you have Ricochet and Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa come up and they just, you know, are here and there, it just worked out for them, got them over. Right. Got, it. The, the thing is, and Jamal says it all the time, that, you know, the traditional crowd don't watch the network. They don't watch nxt so they don't know they who don't. these guys are yeah. so the fact that you're able to do a job to get ricochet and alice to black over you know you know no, no matter how good they are because plenty of good people have came up and they just fell in victim to the who is that so i just think that in the strategy of how they did it this time with them it worked and i think that's mm-hmm. probably the strategy they need to do in the future where somebody just comes up and it and it's like oh this guy's from nxt and they'd be like, oh, you might have seen them on Raw last week or you're not on SmackDown or you might see them on 205 Line out of here. Just like, you know, it's whatever, you know, just work it. Work. In other words, just, you know, just work it like a little, uh, like how MLW and Impact kind of do it where somebody's on one show and as they know they're on this show and it just, it just works, you know, you're familiar right. with it. So that's my take. Um, well, you got anything to add on that? Yeah, honestly, what I am most looking to see of all the brands, I honestly kind of feel that NXT has the most stale feel on top right now. So mm-hmm. I'm honestly looking to see NXT get refreshed in one way or another. Um, I mean, they're, they they got dealt this hand with Ciampa getting hurt with the title having to come off him. And they're doing Gargano and Adam Cole in this two out of three fall match at TakeOver to crown the new champion. We've already seen Gargano, of course, on Raw and SmackDown. So I think that kind of... To me, that kind of tips the hand of where they may be going with what's going to happen, but you never know. They're, everything got thrown out the window when Ciampa got hurt. So who's going to win the NXT title? I'm not really sure, but I think regardless of what happens, it doesn't seem like Gargano is going to be there long. So yeah. <laughs> my, my thing with NXT right now is it's been the same faces there for a long time. And they have absolutely a whole nother generation of people sitting underneath between your Keith Lees and your Matt Riddles. And like you said, Oni Lorcan earlier. I mean, there's lots of people they have on the men's side and on the ladies' side. I mean, I could mm-hmm. be added Mia Yim to that t- mix. I mean, they got a lot of names that are fresh that have just been kind of used a little bit, but they haven't been used in a meaningful way yet. And I want mm-hmm. some of those people moved up into the top of the NXT card. And mm-hmm. I want some of the faces that have been around there for a good year or two. I want them out of here. I want, I want to refresh NXT and give it a new look coming yeah. out of mania. This, this yeah. takeover, there are absolutely some people on this takeover that if you look back at the last, you know, year or two of cards, there are people on there who bet on every damn card. It's time for them to move on, you know. Right. Yeah. But we we need some new faces there. I think even more so than Raw and SmackDown, in my mind. Mm. 
So something to think about as we go into NXT Takeover with with the with the title up for grabs and you know Velveteen Dream and uh, Matt Riddle having their match for the North American title and the tag title scene there with the what a uh, not War Raiders I was gonna say War Machine but now they're the the War Raiders yeah so we got we got we got a lot of faces there that been there a bit so mm-hmm. I want something new on the black and yellow brand I agree um that's surprisingly the first time ever i've actually felt that nst has the most stale brand and not just stale because the talent is not there as you said it's just a, we, it's a lot it's of the, the same, same talent it's, yeah, it's, just, the yes, same. Exactly. it's not that the matches are bad it's not that the show is bad it's been the same faces for too long that's like, the issue like how long are you going to see velveteen dream doing the same things before he gets moved up or whenever that's going to happen and even adam yeah. cole is getting to that same point because we all seen him on the indie scene so we know what he can do Put him on the grain stage and see what he could do against the, you know. Well, well, go ahead. Well, these he's going to be in. Here's my thoughts. He's going to be in NST for a while. Shawn Michaels is very high on him, and being that Shawn Michaels is down down there with him, which probably could have been a lot of the part of him wanting to come down there too, being able to work with your guys. I mean, I know it sounds crazy, but that's how coaches work. When coaches say, "Hey, you know, you can go to this team and you can coach this person," they're like, "Oh, that's definitely what I want to do." Considering Shawn Michaels was, you know, besides the Saudi Arabia money, seemed like he was just cruising and, you know, collecting appearances uh, checks and stuff like that. But having him report, uh, having him, you know, leave his house in Texas to be at the performance center regularly, um, th- there has to be some form of a motivation. And as much as he speaks highly on Adam Cole, I just wouldn't be surprised if, um, you know, that was the ultimate factor of why he's there. And ultimately, I think that pays the reason for him and Adam Cole to work with each other on, which ultimately means I got Adam Cole winning the championship to keep him down there. Yep. So we'll I'm, see. I'm, I'm with you on that. My, my gut feeling is Adam Cole's winning the title and the Undisputed Era will get their big run on top as like, you know, not not like the four horsemen of NXT, but as right. the faction of NXT. And in a way, I, I don't know what you do with those. It's part of me is like, I think they kind of need to stay down there because – I kind of see those guys getting exposed once they're on the main roster with all the big WWE guys. I mean, they're, those guys are going to they're going to have a tough time, I think, once they're in the land of giants. So, but in NXT, they're very protected. So, I'm all for mm-hmm. them staying down there and kind of doing their thing for right now. I think Gargano moves up; they become the the main heel faction down there, which hey, hey, hey that ain't a bad scenario because then you got like you got Matt Riddle, you got Keith Lee. You got see who are the other faces down there. The Dijak's kind of, I guess, a heel at the moment, but I mean, there's there's a lot of guys for that that uh, they could have uh, chasing Adam Cole that are fresh. Hell, just just between Velveteen Dream, Matt Riddle, and Keith Lee, right there. <laughs> yeah. My God, that that that's the that's that's a couple months of shows right there off the off the top, tip of the tongue. Yeah, so. and then and man, I mean, like you said, they got that whole other. Uh, a whole another uh, group of coming in. You got DJ yep. Z. Um, you got you uh, ACH. Uh, like yep. I said, Shane Strickland may be there. Jeez, see there you go. It's like <laughs> there's no short punishment. Martinez is yeah. Down oh there. God, I, I mean, forget about him. There, yeah. See, there's there's people they got down there that they've barely even used. So it's like it's like free up some space and use bring out the new toys. Come on, you know. <laughs> yeah. That's all. That's my thoughts. That's my thoughts kind of going into NXT TakeOver. That's what I want to see. I want to see that roster turned over. Yeah. Yep. Um. So what else do we got? What else do we got? What else do we got? Um. had another topic for you guys really quick for tonight. Um. Oh, yeah. So let's talk about SmackDown a little a little bit. Um. So SmackDown had that very questionable. Actually, it was actually very sad match with uh all those people who man we, it's so funny ironically Beck lynch came out and and cut a promo about <laughs> when she was in the back of the cop car how much uh, how much has changed in the year and then that battle royal match came out <laughs> and you thought you see Nasuka and them and naomi winning uh, the battle royal last year uh, oscar was the champion last year and you just see a lot of people who just in the battle royal which we you know that is a big like who cares? Who who cares in nobody's list, basic pretty much for WrestleMania. But um, interestingly enough, there was something that came out of it kind of kind of kind of different for WWE, where you did got some intergender contact. Um, and then I'm just wondering 
Um, are they do you think that with that again, do you think and and maybe even a possibility of just having one battle royal, but do you think they possibly open up the idea of uh, a possibility for intergenerational battle royal in the future or anything moving forward again? Do you think I mean, do, you, do you think they're re- revisiting this again? And, I mean, and, and and another note I'll add, uh-huh, impact just did it, and and yes, on Twitch, which is off of uh, off of a TV, obviously. Right, but Impact did it. And Impact's doing it again uh, tomorrow night, Friday, uh, with uh, Tessa Blanchard and I forget Tessa and somebody. Um, it did last Brian, week. Brian Cage, maybe. I don't think I don't I don't think it's Brian Cage. Um, and last week was Disco Inferno and uh and uh and uh I can't think of her name now. Whew. She was just at MCW. She was the um she was the Rage Champion for. A, uh, just a second. Oh, um, oh, I can't think of that. It'll come back to me. Anyway, um, they work two intergender matches. Um, uh, well, they work one. They're working up, and they're working up. But now, one of WWE's had an eye on that. But do you, again, do you think that the possibility of them, they may be foreshadowing this? But do you think it's a possibility in the future again? Uh, now, now the concept, the thought process, it could be great. But when thinking about WWE, all all I can see is being lazy booking. Um, and that's a lazy booking to try to get as much people in a gimmick type match at the same time where you can be lazy of how you build up other superstars. I, I'm still kind of furious about what's done being done with Oscar because I think <laughs> she never had a fair chance of defending or at least owning her championship on the grandest stage. When she became the first woman to win the Royal Rumble, um, she had a great match against Charlotte, even though she lost that WrestleMania last year. I, I just think, you know, it was very, very distasteful what, what they did. Um, and I think WWE tries to go in that route. Once again, I understand the <laughs> dynamics and it's great. I just think WWE will put it as lazy booking. Oh, so it's Tessa and Jerry Ryan. And last week was uh, Scarlett Bordeaux and um, Disco Inferno. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, Here, but yeah go ahead, here's Will. my... Here's my thoughts. We've talked about this before when they did the stuff with Nia Jax back at the Royal Rumble with her getting right. in there with the guys and everything. I think they are very WWE is very much in a situation where I think they would like to do it, but they are very very cognizant of getting any pushback from either viewers or also more importantly advertisers and their corporate partners. Mm-hmm. So I think what's going to happen is they tried it at Royal Rumble and they dipped their toe in it. And they did some stuff with Nia. And they did some stuff with Nia and Dean Ambrose in the weeks after that on Raw. And then they stepped away from it. Whether anyone said anything that made them step away from it, I don't know. We just know for a week or two, they were kind of going there. And then they stepped back. I'm thinking with WrestleMania this weekend, they'll kind of do the same thing again. They're going to dip their toe in it in some way to see what's going on. And we saw the beginning of it on SmackDown. And they'll kind of test the waters again. With Fox coming into the picture in the fall, who knows? I think what it really comes down to is between these different partners, between NBC, between Fox, between Mattel, if are would these people be okay with them going in that direction and doing the occasional stuff with men and women? I think that's what it really comes down to, and I think they're they're testing the waters to see how it is, to see if they could do it. I think if if they could get everyone on board with it, I think they'd be all about it because it just creates more possibilities for things they can do. So, yeah, yeah I think they're trying They're trying to blur the line in my respect, and I think in the respect that right for so long it was like we absolutely can't do anything that now they're kind of like, okay, let's kind of nudge it a little bit and see if we can get people a little comfortable here. But so. well, let me ask this question on that feedback. Yeah. And I understand exactly where you're coming from. So what do you think the point of the Mixed Match Challenge was for the last two years that they put on Facebook Live? Do you think yeah. that kind of streamed in that direction already or it didn't hit the Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I, th- I okay. think that was that was going in that direction too. See, I didn't even think of that. And of course, Mixed Match Challenge was, you know, on Facebook and then he put the right. episodes up on the network. So it was a much more limited audience. So they're probably thinking was, well, we had Facebook was okay with this. Let's see if we can... Uh, you know, make bring this into more of our mainstream programming, and then I think the big I think the big question becomes like, can you get USA or Fox on board with that idea? You know, th- th- that's where the big money's coming from now. So if neither one of them's happy with it, then it's not going right. to go that far. You yeah, know, that's, that's, even, it, that's kind of the big the big factor here. It needs to be it, NXT is where you started at. All, it's yeah, all, yeah, the, the network and um, you don't that have to worry about a lot of sense. 
yeah, you don't have to worry about any violations of whatever and rough any feathers or man, you know, any, and, any and, outrage. And, and, the NXT, and the NXT audience is also the one that would be most comfortable with it and wouldn't, wouldn't immediately be like, oh my God, what are they doing? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, that that that's actually a really good idea too, James. That's yeah. that's that's exactly how you do it. Yep. Um. So, yeah, we'll see what happens with that. Uh. So, what else we got to talk about for the weekend? Oh, wait. So, yeah, we're still talking about WrestleMania stuff. Okay, where you guys? Where, where where's the rest? Where's, what is the WrestleMania plan since we are not there? <laughs> um. The WrestleMania plan. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. What is the what is this, what is the survival tactic for Sunday? <laughs> hydrate, hydrate. <laughs> hydrate. Yeah. I've been telling people for weeks on this show they better start hydrating now for this <laughs> darn thing. And we're not even going to be outside in those darn elements for eight hours. <laughs> take a nap when you can. Maybe sleep in late. Take an hour nap before you even start watching and do what you got to do. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and then and then take a nap during them battle royals and then take a nap during uh the the zach Ryder and kurt hawkins match and then, take, <laughs> and then take then take another match during um let's see what else is on that card that's kind of struggling whatever they do with kurt angle and baron corbin and whatever they do with john cena there's definitely napping opportunities throughout oh, yeah. the show oh, yeah. <laughs> make a run out to the store go to 7-eleven get some more snacks Break it up. Do something. Take, ah. take your take your bathroom or poop break. You know if you need to. <laughs> if you have a good dinner, for sure. <laughs> Do something. Oh my god. It, I, I don't. I don't know what they're thinking with it. If it's going to be as nuts as we're thinking it's going to be, yeah. but it, they definitely got a lot of matches booked yeah. for whatever reason. For whatever reason. So, and, and all they're saying right now, what is just the cruiserweight title and uh, the battle royals are going to be on the pre-show. That's all they're saying so far. I'm like, that's only three matches. Come on now. Now, let me ask this. Just a side note. What, which match do you think they would probably end up on the USA Network? Because USA Network is advertising it for the pre-show from 6 to 7. Cruise, cruiserweights. That's cruiserweights. the only comp. That's, that's the only, only comp you get from moving them to the pre-show. You put them on Cru- TV, cruisers, too. Cruisers, and I bet you the ladies battle royal. Okay. Because I want to have the women on there to promote the women's main event. Okay. The guy, I, bet, I bet the guys battle royal will be like, at darn five o'clock when no one out there. Right. <laughs> and and that's also be the first thing. And also, too, I would have said that uh I would I would have thought the, the um the United States Championship would have opened up the match, but I think now with Ray's injury, they're gonna probably try to bear him as much time as they can to get him ready. So I would not be surprised if that match is somewhere near the, the back tier of it, just to make sure that uh he's ready to go. And it might be the shortest can- match too. Yeah, opening things. I could, I could definitely opening things. I like the idea we were saying earlier when Silly was talking about uh, AJ and Orton possibly opening yep. the show. I could see that. I could also see possibly um, Shane O'Mac and The Miz possibly opening. And yep. I think another possibility might be the SmackDown tag titles since they got that four way going on with uh, the Usos and uh, let's see, I remember now the Usos, Rusev and Nakamura. It doesn't even matter because this match will only be two minutes. <laughs> I wish there was a ladder match though. If it was a ladder match, I think it would get so much more play. It wouldn't be a ladder match because that would take too long. <laughs> if you do it in 10 to 12 minutes, that could be good. 10 to 12 minutes. Have your spots in and out. Mm. I think that could be it could end up being a real fun match because yeah, like you said, it can be all action. It can yeah. be all just people going in and out, in and out. You got eight yeah. guys out there. So yeah. pe- people fall to the floor, boom, new people in, new people in, just keep it moving the whole way. Exactly. Do, y'all remember, do y'all remember the tag match last year? I do. Who was that? I don't even remember. The Bludgeon Brothers and the Usos. Oh, that's oh, right. Remember that's how right. long that match Bludgeon was? Time. Oh, it was like five minutes. <laughs> if, if even. Just, 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 just enough time for you to run to the bathroom like, wait, what's happening now? And like, it'd be, it'd be the, all, the all over. The was longer than the match. Yeah. Oh yeah, um, okay. it's taking a long time to get down those damn WrestleMania ramps. <laughs> uh, can we, That's can for we darn do a, sure. Can we do a prop bet for Ronda since her music is being played that she's definitely going to lose? The only thing is, will she take the pin? No, I'm not going to make that bet, but I will. I will make a better suggestion. We all know that there's three big championship matches that everyone wants their favorite to win. Out of yeah. the three, which one you think? Uh, I'm sorry, yeah. Out of the three, which ones you think actually win? Because you know, all three of them will not win. I'm speaking of nope. Seth Brock. The the women's trio and um and Kofi. Kofi. I think so, Kofi's the yeah. only one that will win. I think of the three, 
My thinking's been this. I'll, all along, my assumption has been they are going to that Ron, that Becky will beat Ronda. It won't be Becky beating Charlotte. I think they've built it up all year that Ronda will finally lose at WrestleMania and Becky will beat her. I don't think they do anything crazy with that match because that's where all the focus is going to be as far as like the mainstream media. So they're just going to pay that off in the biggest way possible. Mm. Um, Kofi and Brian. The build they've done with that is tremendous, and I think there's a lot of emotions involved. So I, th- I think Kofi takes that one. I think if anybody is not, if any of the faces aren't going to pull it off, it's going to be Seth because Lord knows we <laughs> know Vince loves Brock Lesnar, and yep. he won't have any problem keeping the title on Brock Lesnar a little longer, especially now that Roman Reigns is back. So Seth, Seth won't beat not- him twice at Mania. Yeah, not necessarily that they would go right to that because I don't think they are. I think they're going to take their time with Roman. I don't think they're going to go right to him doing anything with a, with a, like Roman and Brock Lesnar. But you never know. I could, I could see they might even have Seth still win it, but they just won't do it at Mania. If they do all three, it'll be it'll be wild. I think if they do all three, it actually I think be one of those things where I think a lot of people would kind of look past a lot of other stuff on the show and be like, oh my god. They they gave us like every all, everyone we wanted, you know, and all the big matches. But do you yeah. know? So I I will say that. Uh, so after I left SmackDown, I was on breaking it down with Brian H. Waters, who's been on the show before on his podcast, which I gave my initial yeah. thoughts. How this is going to go? And I'll have to obviously plug it on here as well. But here's what happens for me. Um. Brock definitely wins because Brock sponsored by Saudi Arabia um, is they're not going to there's no way that you know and, and here's what I mean by that not even being funny Saudi we know the Saudis they they pay the big money to bring the big talent they got Shawn yeah. Michaels to wrestle so yeah when they're when they have their shows it's all about bringing the stardom to it Brock is a draw and it's so funny how people love to hate him but every time he comes out, people are out of their seats. The guy draws crazy. Is it is what it is. You yeah. there's no way that Brock doesn't enter Saudi Arabia without that belt or and, and even and even going forward. That's a good point. And also and tying into that, we got to remember what happened last time. Brian wasn't willing to go. So if Brian's not going to go, Great you got to have other people to make up for that. And if the thing is, Brock's willing to make that trip. And other thing to keep in mind now, forever in a day. It was, you know, WrestleMania is like the biggest payday of the year. It was the most profitable show of the year. That's not the case anymore. Yeah. The Saudi shows are the most profitable shows they are doing. There is that much ridiculous money involved at those damn Saudi shows. As weird as they are and as, you know, very shady as they are, that's where the most money's coming from now. So if mm-hmm. they want Brock Lesnar, Vince is going to be like, you give them whatever they want. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Also, also, I, and, and so moving forward too. So the next, so I got Brock beating Seth. Um, so Brian and Kofi. Now, here's my thing. As much as I feel that Daniel Bryan should win, I think Kofi wins because as I've been, as I said on the show, what what happens the next day after WrestleMania? The next day, exactly the next day. Which is Monday? What happens with, mm-hmm. co- with 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 the two people in that match? What happens? Any thoughts? Oh, there's or all Monday. kinds of people that would. Oh, there's all kinds of people that will tell you they want stuff to happen with the new day the next day. Heck, they'll say they want to have it that happen that darn night. So yeah, but remember, <laughs> that's Tuesday. What happens right. Monday for them? Any any thoughts? Oh, I, I give oh. you give you a hit. They're in New York, <laughs> and on Monday morning. What do everybody do in the beginning? And, and as soon as they wake up, Good Morning America, and you right, know, doing all their media, are doing all their media. And the one thing that WWE wants to do is make sure that all their champions, no matter where they at, right? As soon as they win, they on that private plane to New York to do media. Yep. As we seen last year with Roman and Charlotte, they got right mm-hmm. on their private plane and they went to New York. Didn't even stay uh, in. Uh, New Orleans went straight to New York. Right. Now that yep. New York's in their backyard, the winner is going to be doing Good Morning America. And the big thing for Good Morning America is the presentation of your champions. And in order to display your champions at, at their highest quality, they come with their belts. Do you think that WWE is going to let that uh, that, 
<laughs> do you I think, know where you're going now. Do you think that there's any bet that they're going to let that eco-friendly belt on Good Morning America as a display of their champion? Either that, or do you think they even will let a, a heel go there to display their, their most prestigious belt? Do you think they will, they will absolutely do no, that? No. Kofi way. wins. Kofi brings back the black belt. Kofi yep. goes to Good Morning America. He has the story. You know, he has he has the story. He'll, he'll have the look. He'll have the belt. Mm-hmm. I think it all works for him the oh. next day more than anything. Now, oh, yeah, no. And you you just nailed 100%. it because you, you know what the, the, the story the next morning is. Oh, so the story next morning on all the mainstream media is just it's two things. First lady's main event. First black WWF champion. Yep. That, right. That's the story right. the next morning. Yep. yep. There you go. And, and and the two of them sitting there. Yep. And no matter what happens Tuesday, <laughs> it doesn't matter then. But Monday yeah. is, is is when they got to do their due diligence. So and he has the he had the moment. You can't take that moment away from him, even if he loses yeah, on Tuesday. Yeah, regardless. Yeah. So uh that that's I think that's how that plays out. And then, you know. It, like like Will said, I'm very much convinced on the Becky thing. Regardless, she's she's been she's been the, the the wrench in the original plans, obviously. But when you have, I feel like when you have two heels in the match and one babyface, and they you know they put the stock in making this the biggest match, I think it's just one of those type of things where it just all it's it was just all designed for this to come down for uh, Becky. So uh, that would be my two wins and my uh, my two that would that would that would be my booking for the three matches. It's a good call. Uh, what about you? I, I mean, like Will said, like I, I would agree exactly because I didn't even think about having New York in your own backyard doing the Good Morning, Good Morning America gimmick, which that would probably it's not a gimmick. Be, I mean, not gimmick. I'm, I don't mean to put it <laughs> like that. Do the Good Morning, Good Morning America show because you want to display your champions. And what will happen is Kofi will win his match. Then the next is the main event. And then when you had both of them spotlight at the same time, that's like a perfect segue of how you would lead them into the morning show. And, and they don't have to travel anywhere. I, I did not even think about it. That, that's a very good call. I can't even It don't even matter if, if the match was in Australia. They're getting on the plane as soon as that oh, match yeah, happens. We're going to Good yeah. Morning America. It's, it's, been, it's been the thing for them. Yeah, the last time they had it on the West Coast, they were on the darn Today Show the next morning in New York. And it's like, dang, they had to get on that flight, go all the way there, do the show, hop back on the plane, and go back for Raw and be there that night. It's like they spent all day flying. Yeah. That that is, when you're the champion, you do champion things. Yes, you do. Even if it means flying cross-country twice in one day. Yeah. This this time it's just a taxi ride over from your hotel. (laughs) There you go. With a police escort, because they would never get there. Oh, absolutely. Tra- traffic is so bad. Um, here's another thing I brought up on on uh, on uh, on Brian's show. Uh, we were talking about the Miz and Shane McMahon match, which I, I I'm pretty sure a lot of people are considering just to be a whatever match. But actually, that match has a lot of stake that we're not thinking about. And what I mean by that is that so first of all, Demiz is within the top three of best WWE superstars because I have just never seen somebody go from uh, heel to face so flawlessly and get over. And so does that, my Hall of Fame first ballot get some credit? It's a good wrestler regardless of his accolades, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's going to be a Hall of Fame. I think everyone can agree there. But um, just like Edge it's, was. What do you mean? Like as far as like like so like God forbid anything happens to the Miz, but like the, the moment the Miz stops wrestling is the moment he's going to be in the Hall of Fame, just like Edge was. That's what I consider first. Oh, I see. That's a that's an interesting point. Hmm. Um. But anyway, so the Shane McMahon and him match, which I think is very important, is because it's a high profile match for the uncasual fan. Everyone know who Shane McMahon is, and a lot of people know who the Miz is as well. And um, you know, considering that. Shane, the authority that McMahon's being the bad guys, it just always paved good to building faces. Um, and I think that this is just another display of the Miz capturing the moment and going with it and and getting over. And he's he, he was really over for SmackDown because I went to it in Baltimore. So um, you know, besides what I hear on TV, it was the crowd was definitely behind him. Um, but the interesting thing about this match is that. I think that if you want to ensure that the Miz gets over as a face, you do put him in one of these type of matches with somebody like that. 
because it ensures that there's without a, without a doubt that he is a face. So my thing is, if you want the Miz to be a face, and you want to ensure he's a face, you want to make sure he's one of your top faces, you put him with Shane McMahon. But also, too, I think this also is a transition from him from being on SmackDown back to Raw. Mm-hmm. And considering that Raw needs a true baby face. I mean, without a doubt, a true baby face that this is uh, this is a good strategy in doing so. So again, what would be the what would be the purpose of putting of making the Miz a babyface? Why the Miz? Because he's a really good heel. Well, I thought about it for a little bit, and then I was like, you know what's you know what's odd to me? Come October, the Miz won't be on SmackDown because the Miz can't be on Fox promoting Miz and Misses on yeah, Fox. Very true. Considering that's a USA Network show, so you have to build this guy on raw so he can promote the show so the show can promote raw and wwe and stay in good graces it's probably a contractual thing of some sort in that as well too but if you're gonna it, and again considering that he's playing a baby uh excuse me he's playing a, um a family man with his kids and wife and everything like that uh, excuse me not playing it but considering that in, in the eye of, of the, his reality show, yeah. it shows the behind the scenes of him being a family man with his wife and kids and everything like that. I think when you put it into full scope, that that's the overall big picture of what they want to do for the Miz. And I think like that's why this match is so important because it's just another defining thing for his career, overcoming you know the authority and what the authority did to his dad and how the authority tried to help 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 held him down over you know out of all the years of trump that he's been with the company i mean quite frankly when you think about it it's just a male version of total divas as far as how the scripting is going for it but i just thought it was I, when you're looking down the car it's just like the miz and Vince man you don't really care like what was the point of that i get it like whatever but i, I think it does serve a bigger purpose than uh, what a lot of people's considering let me let me ask you this question. I agree with 100% of what you, well, not 100, 95% of what you said. Now, here's the thing. If you think Raw needs a true face, if Raw, excuse me, Miz, I miss going on to the Raw, don't you still think he'll fall behind Roman Reigns and even Seth Rollins, but he'll be that top mid-card person? No. But if you're doing that, you're trying to push him to elevate as being one of your main people, right? Or where do you see him fall in that aspect? That's the only part he, that I'm a little... He'll be your top baby face on Raw. And the even reason why, Roman. even over Roman, because Roman will be the top guy in both brands that he's going to be on Smack. He's going to be like when you talk about SmackDown and the deal. And I believe this may be Will's point. Um, Raw, is, excuse me, SmackDown is, is laying their claims on who they want with Ronda Rousey, probably Brock. They want these big names. I wouldn't be surprised if you saw less Roman on Raw, considering the demand that smackdown may have for this person because okay. you you as much as smack as, as much as raw is the a show that fox deal is going to compete with raw like no other in my eye considering okay. they, they talk about uh the, the things they can do with it the viewership they spent uh, they talk about rumors tie in with thursday night football in the fall, I'm telling you that <laughs> that is going to be that is going to be the biggest damn deal in Vince's eyes. Being on Thursday Night Football, I mean that is just going to be huge. Yeah, huge. That is the kind of stuff he lives for. Yeah, I, and- I stand by. I've said it on this show time and time again. I stand by it now. In the fall, SmackDown becomes the A brand just because yeah. of the Fox deal. And now, we, are we all agreeing that we're not talking about it being on FS1, but SmackDown being on Fox, like Fox. Live Network TV. Fox. Yeah. <laughs> F-O-X, Fox. <laughs> it, yes. is, it is going to be the thing thing. Like, it's going to be there. So, you know, that it changes everything. I mean, and, 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 it's, and, it, and it's not bad because I feel like Fox is going to not only have the big names, but going to have the big characters where I feel that Raw can continue to build people, have their good wrestlers, and a combination of other things. But while Ricochet may be a good Raw person, would he be a good SmackDown person? Because now that you get more exposure, you have a bigger audience that you need to cater to. Roman Reigns, considering that he's going to be in a movie, and not one movie, two movies, will be a household name like no other. 
considering his heritage, his and family ties. You you need these people. You need these these well known people that's going to just work with every group, point blank. Gotcha. So, and and the only reason why I'm bringing that question again because May 17th or around that time is going to be a huge critical date for WWE. And that date is, if people watch that, it's the day that normally it gets released at their fall television pro- broadcast or whatever's on Monday through Friday for network TVs. So the thing that gets tricky with that is, let's say like, like you're doing for fall NFL football on Fox on Thursday Night Football, they'll put, okay, from September to November. But when there's no more Thursday Night Football, like in the December months, is Fox going to be able to carry WWE still as a weekly product or would it get pushed back to FS1 at certain points, just like they kind of did with the big three this year? Now, it was on Fox a couple of times, but then it got referred back to FS1. So that's why I want to make sure, like, even if we're talking about all these big guys, like, what is the details of the television broadcast? Like, is it every week that's going to be on Fox or is it like the first five weeks that's going to be on Fox before it switch over? And WWE needs to make sure they capitalize on that as well before it gets moved, if it gets moved. I'm going to put this in the simplest way possible. Fox did not pay $1 billion (laughs) to put WWE on FS1. I mean, one I mean, billion dollars. I mean, let's just be honest now. Let's just be honest now. When when FS when FXX came out, it was the thing where a lot of the old Simpsons episodes went. They could have right. easily say all of the Simpsons go there, but there's no way one of your longest televised TV shows, and it's much, and it's only the longest because of the fandom that it brings. There's no way you say, well. We got a new channel, and we, we kind of are running the old shows. There, let's just move the whole thing there. There's no way that you do that. You just you 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 keep review, and, and again, you make a deal because there's a there's a joint there's a there's a there's a joint benefit here where mm-hmm. WWE gets the gets the viewers, but also Fox gets more viewerships, and maybe they have a void in that time slot that they significantly suffered. Through years where they look at USA and they say, "Well, if they were doing this on USA, right? We we got you know uh, a, a more of an outreach because it's on t- uh, ba- uh, basic television, network TV, network, network TV. TV. You just need an antenna. It's not even cable. Yeah, right. Easily. That's true. And That's true. The, the analytics departments was like, bro, like <laughs> we can triple these numbers. So Vince is like, yeah. triple these numbers. Yeah. <laughs> I mean it." It's Friday night network television. So yeah. it's not like, you know, it's it, it's a graveyard time slot in that respect. So right. it's not like they're looking. It's not like they're competing on Thursday night against Grey's Anatomy or something. Right. You right, know, right. <laughs> I mean, they know what they're doing with where they're putting it, putting it yeah. on Friday night. That's but they're you don't pay a billion dollars and sign a five year deal. Because heck, they could have just been, oh, well, we only want you for two years. We yeah. want to see how this goes first. No, they committed big money and they committed time. That show is, there would have to be something disastrous to happen for it to get moved to FS1. And if it got moved to FS1, I am sure there are clauses in that deal yeah. to, mm-hmm. that where, w, where Vince would get hooked up. Because you got to remember, they're redoing their entire touring schedule because of this. Yeah. It's going to be live. They're not taping it on Tuesday. Right, it's going right. to be live on Friday nights. So yeah. WWE is changing everything they do because of this deal, because of the money involved. So, yeah, yeah they're, they're, something disastrous would have to happen for it to not to be live on Fridays. Touche. Mm-hmm. I got you. Yeah. <laughs> we will see. That's not till the fall, but man. Right. Yeah. It's coming. It's and coming. That definitely does. October. What's it, October seventeenth? I think. I think it's the first Friday of October. I think. Okay, it is the first. Okay, that's October. And it's going to be in. And we now know it's going to be in L.A. They have the Staples Center booked for the premiere. Mm. Gotcha. We know that as of this week. So, yeah, I mean, I mean that WrestleMania does tie into all that because it's you know this is the last the last WrestleMania before it, and they start the new season afterwards, and yep. we'll slowly be on the roll till this fall where everything's going to change. So. It's going to be interesting. WrestleMania is going to be very interesting this weekend because we, it's very much the last few months they have been building to this WrestleMania where obviously a lot of the top faces are going to be switched around. Right. So mm-hmm. the women taking a bigger role and the men changing up in a lot of ways with Drew McIntyre on the rise and Roman Reigns returning. There's, there's, there's a lot of stuff in play. 
a lot right. of stuff in play. Yep. Well, anyway, what um, else we got? I don't know. <laughs> I, I think I, I, I think I done went down my list of things. Is there anything you feel like we missed? Let, let, no. let, let's end, let's end it. Let's end it with this since it's WrestleMania weekend. What what what, uh-huh. what is what is the top thing you're looking forward to? Let's go around the table. Top thing we're looking forward to at WrestleMania. If you can only pick one. Oh, easily for me, Brock winning and getting right on Twitter <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> oh, you just you just want to see the tears. Get right on Twitter about the cancel the network people, or I'm not watching the rest of the show, people. I cannot wait. That, that, that would probably only be rivaled by if Ronda went over clean. Oh, <laughs> oh it's true. <laughs> Very true. And on Becky, if she just beat Becky clean. Oh my God, can you imagine? Yeah. Can you imagine? For me, it's Man, the okay. entrances. For me, it's the entrances. I always love the entrances on, on WrestleMania because you always see something new and glamorous, and it's the one time that you know mm. Pyro will be out. So that's true. We'll probably see Triple H and his wife come in on a tricycle again or something yeah, like that. Something of that. <laughs> or, and, Bat- you, and Batista has an interest he could probably bring out. Yeah. Oh, well, he, they got they got to do something with Batista. That's for I gotta sure. say, it's just, Hollywood. I know, I know that the Hall of Fame that they 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 they're going about it different this year because they don't have the inductees announced. But um, I, they they also didn't do the celebrity wing. But with Batista coming back for this match, I think it's bizarre that Lemmy still didn't go in this year for the celebrity wing. Mm. I think that that is weird. Why they haven't done that seems like such an obvious thing that they'd eventually pull the trigger on being as triple h's boy so yeah i mean it's yeah. you know, it just recently passed and it's just it it, it it with jim jim johnston and him are two people that like it's going to be one of those more i definitely tweet like well deserved because like considering what these guys have done in the in the eye of 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 theme music and again mm-hmm. theme music ain't just you know making a song for a person but you know WWE sold theme music CDs for years, and I'm pretty sure the numbers were substantial. That's why they kept going with it. And the fact that like these guys did that and created those two are two big people who created a lot of revenue for them that they wouldn't be. Hell, Chris Rock is already in blasphemy and done for one person. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> and that, that's my argument, flat out. So. There you um, go. Yeah, well, there you I, go. I, that's what I look forward to. What what, uh, uh, what you looking forward to, Will? I think for me right now, it may change in the next couple days. But I think the story that has the most emotion involved and the story that feels like it's the most compelling and the most organic, as we've discussed over weeks on here, has been the, the journey of Kofi Kingston and the New Day. Yeah, I think that's the match I am most looking forward to seeing how that plays out, to see the result of that, and just seeing... If it goes down like I'm hoping it goes down and Kofi wins the WWF title and we get Kofi mania happening in New, Jer- in New Jersey this weekend, I think that's one of those moments that will really resonate for a long time and truly make an impression. Not that that won't also happen with the women main eventing, but so much of that I think is just tied in. The women's match, I think so much of that is just tied into the women main eventing. Mm-hmm. And the Kofi match is all tied into how what the result of that match is. Mm-hmm. So... For me personally, I think right now I would say Kofi Mania is what I'm looking forward to the most this mm-hmm. Sunday in New Jersey. Nice. So, so um, be interesting to hear what you guys think. Obviously, uh, give us a shout on the Twitter machine and you can figure out what you guys' plans are for the people who are watching it. I'm obviously there, but the people who's not uh, watching it, what you guys plan on doing, what you're eating, what you're drinking, let us know all that stuff. Also, too, um, a uh, quick announcement because uh, I should have announced this in the beginning. I have made some changes in our feed for our uh, podcast, so um, you might have missed some episodes. Matter of fact, I need to announce two things on, on, on regard to this. So, just so everyone knows, because there was a little bit of confusion about last week's episodes, and obviously the numbers for last week's episode clearly showed. Um, I we so originally when we started the podcast, we had the podcast on two different servers. Um, we moved to SoundCloud, and that's when things just got to going. I went back and 
got all of the other old episodes. Now all of our old uh, retro episodes are now on SoundCloud. Our episodes one through seventy, a lot of good stuff. So go check it out. Check it out. But SoundCloud, which I didn't know, didn't, does not let me reorder um, the podcast. So the ones that I recently uh, reordered ordered it as if they were the most recent episodes. Period. So our oh. last episode. Our last episode on buried. Top was yes, was buried. <laughs> Correct. There you go. Um, upload order, not order of the thing. Got yes. it. So and also too, I had some I had I, I, I had to fix some things. So our our iTunes um feed was messed up. Um I have finally resolved it. So as of tomorrow, which should be Friday of WrestleMania weekend, um everything should be back in order. So if you do have any hiccups in and the of the people who subscribe to the i iTunes feed. Let me know. As far as I'm concerned, customer service says it should be resolved. I'm gonna be checking it myself. But um, I, I know some people that's on the iTunes thing, which the iTunes order is fine, but the iTunes order has not uploaded our most recent episode because the feed was messed up. So they didn't probably catch the last three episodes we done, which is weird. But I figured it out. I fixed it. Hopefully, so we'll see what happens. Uh, come tomorrow with that. Also, too, just in time for mania. Just in time for mania. Also, too, um, shout out to our Patreons that are definitely helping us keep the lights on. Um, <laughs> um, you got some exclusive content there. Got some other stuff I'm getting ready to upload too. Um, and if you are a member, even a member, you could be a member for one dollar. Uh, anything helps. But um, you get on there, check out the tiers, and uh, see what uh, see. Uh, what exclusive stuff we have listed there for you um and then for our local people check out our facebook event page because um we got some things coming up locally which we'll be doing the wrestling panel um here with the flying v uh theater company where we will be hosting a panel that we're gonna not only t- talk about the aftermath of the last flying v show but we will be uh obviously moving forward to the next show that's coming up in june july mm-hmm. june wait june or july i'm sorry july july july. july yeah july yeah um so we're going to be talking about the two shows but not only just that we're going to talk about uh, a little bit about how wrestling and theater how a lot of it's synonymous with each other and a lot of people mm. don't realize it and it technically creates a stigma between the two which it is really isn't justified that you will see that panel will have of course us uh, where we have some special guests, some wrestlers, some um, other brilliant minds in the businesses and stuff like in the business and stuff like that. So check out the event page. You get all the information for that. But as as of always, you can find all all of this information on BitGillBeltGroup.com. Get you everything from there. So anyway, if that's all the announcements for the week, that's all I have. Any of you guys got anything? I'm good. All right. Well, I guess that's it. Uh, we'll catch you. We'll catch you guys after the aftermath of WrestleMania. Yeah, hydrate and get ready. It all <laughs> goes down this weekend, and hopefully, we will all be able to. We will be able to return next week and talk about what exactly happened. <laughs> hopefully, our brains won't be totally fried from it. <laughs> all right, guys. Peace out. <laughs>